both the Jeremiah reading and the Romans reading uh, have a lot of wrath, God's wrath in it. And it's it's hard to know what to do with God's wrath, <clears throat> especially if you've um, experienced the wrath of a powerful authority figure or someone that has um, used their anger to manipulate, to threaten, to get what they want. And yet um, God's wrath is full of love. You can see it in Jeremiah, the longing for a good relationship with God's people. Um, He compares it to a marriage, a marriage that's gone wrong and bad, off the rails. Um, In spite of the unfaithfulness in that marriage, there is a constant call to restoration. And there's also, um, there's also love in there, love for restoration. These uh, the nations of Israel and Judah have been split for a long time, which also hurts God's heart. Um, they've been split for a long time. And even though they have done different things that to hurt other people and themselves, they, um, they will still come back together. Uh, we see in this passage and a couple other places in the Old Testament, God refers to God's self as being divorced. This is a metaphor, obviously, but um, this divorce metaphor is really strong and powerful. That God loves divorced people because God himself is divorced. That God experiences all these heartbreaks and failures of human relationship uh, in his own being, in his own uh, personhood. And certainly through the incarnation of Jesus Christ, God experiences humanity in a profoundly unique way. And Jeremiah is written before that happens, before the incarnation, before Jesus becomes, before God becomes one of us through Jesus Christ, before the Holy Spirit indwells all of God's people. And so this longing for restoration is in Jeremiah, this longing to return to Zion, to establish that city on a hill. The city on the hill is not America. The city on the hill is not um, Plymouth Plantation in Massachusetts. The city on the hill is Mount Zion, or the the city of Jerusalem. It is the city that embodies peace and justice and kindness and love that God is ultimately working for throughout all the history of the world. And Jeremiah is witnessing to that, but it's still profoundly heartbreaking while it's happening. And then we get to Romans, where um, Paul is still on his kick uh, to say that everybody is guilty, no matter who you are, whether you're religious or you're not religious, whether you're, um, whether you're Jewish or whether you're Greek. Jewish like him, he was a Jew and he was a teacher in the Jewish community. Or the Greeks. Um, Paul is a master of the Greek language. Greek civilization has spread throughout the world under the tyranny or the conquest of Alexander the Great. There's Alexandria's kind of all over the ancient world where Alexander went. He went all the way to Afghanistan. Um, conquering as he went. He died at age 33, similarly to Jesus, who died at 33, leaving their marks on the world. And this Greek culture that's spread around the world has given uh, the Roman world a powerful technology, the technology of the Greek language, the technology that comes from shared knowledge. And the Roman world is profoundly a Greek one. And so, when he talks about Jews and Greeks, he's talking about kind of everybody. Uh, you're either a Jew or you're a Greek. 
And they're in the Jewish community. There are Jews who are more Greek than they are Jewish. And there's certainly Greeks in the Greek community that are more um, Jewish than they are Greek. But all have come under the judgment of God. All are under the wrath of God as they have gone their own way. And it's very simple. Um, This wrath that we feel is the karma of the world, the law of the world. Um, We break laws and the laws break us. Uh, when we when we look at the Ten Commandments, you look at all those things, ten, 10 things, and you can realize that the more you do any of those things, the worse your life is probably going to get. Um, you know, the more people you murder, that's really not good for, for us. <laughs> it's not, not good to be a good neighbor. Uh, don't murder your neighbor. Uh, don't steal from your neighbor. Don't uh, lie about your neighbor. Uh, and, and honor your parents. Um, this is one of the things that Paul, again, is coming back to this, um, to his own Jewish roots of honoring parents. This is in the baked into the Ten Commandments, to honor your father and your mother. And this is the sign of, of where we are in relationship with God. But notice the kind of things that he says um, are really terrible. He's got covetousness in there. Do you ever get covetous? Do you ever look at other people's stuff and life and say, you know, I'd, I'd like to have that. And maybe I wish I had it instead of them. Uh, envy. I don't know all the, the nuances between covetousness and envy, but they certainly overlap. That famous Jack Black movie called Envy is one I always think of um, about the two guys who live next to each other and uh, and experience envy. And it comes to a really dramatic conclusion at the end. You have to watch it. Uh, deceit, strife. And then he puts in there gossips, slanderers, um, God-haters, insolent, haughty, boastful. Um, he describes all the things that it takes to be a, a successful politician. I'm picking on polit- politicians now, but really all the, the characteristics that sort of help people get ahead in life. Heartless, ruthless, faithless, foolish, you know, the kind of things that, um, that trample other people. These are the things that make people successful in the world. And yet they are the very things that are in violation of God's righteous kingdom, the kingdom that God is establishing through his son, Jesus Christ. And then he says this, even though you've experienced the wrath of God, you've broken the law and the law has broken you. You've played around with karma. Um, in other words, you've done things that have come back to you uh, in this way. It's not the wrath of God that brings anybody to repentance. It's not the wrath of God that that convinces anybody to change their ways. It's actually the kindness of God that brings people to repentance. And, you know, in all the messages of repentance I heard as a kid, because usually people that are preaching about repentance are preaching pretty hard toward at you to repent, <laughs> and they're not always um, saying good things about anybody, including yourself. Um, all the messages of repentance, there was very little kindness in them. Um, there was never very little love in them. And we find that in people that are constantly harping on repentance. They're not like Paul. Paul, who is a fiery preacher, and he's preaching here about repenting, he makes it clear it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. It is not the wrath of God. It is not our wrath that leads people to repentance. It is not our anger that leads people to change their minds. It is our kindness. It is our love, our forbearance, 
And it's God's love and forbearance that brings us. So one of the exercises for Lent that I think it's good for us to do occasionally is to think about how kind God has been to us. Um, Not everything in our lives are perfect. Not everything in our lives are what we think they should be. And yet, if we look at it, there are some things in every human life that we can say God was kind to us there. God was good to us there. Um, In fact, the things I did, the karma that I put into the universe didn't happen to me the way I thought they would. Um, the, the, the laws I broke didn't break me in the way I thought they might. Um, this is where grace breaks into karma. Grace trumps karma. Grace destroys karma, the law of cause and effect. God's grace and love come in and provide an entirely different economy for us to live in that is not based on what we've done or left undone. It's based on love. And as Jesus said, to whom much is forgiven, um, much, uh, the, uh, who, he or he who has forgiven much or she who has forgiven much will love much, he said. Um, the more we're forgiven, the more our love for God grows. So to think about God's kindness, to think about God's love is one of the exercises of spiritual growth to say, wow, God was really good to me. God was really kind to me. Amen.